How's it going, guys? Welcome back to my podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. I'm very, very tired, but we are doing this. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about roadblocks that I myself have experienced while doing this movement. Um, things like false allegations, um, reasons why it's difficult for me to be taken seriously, all of those things we're going to be addressing, all of them today. So I think the biggest thing that I would like to address that we're just going to slap right on into is, um, I don't know, maybe false allegations. I think it's pretty entertaining that as the woman who speaks uh, probably the most and tries to bring the most attention to like false allegations, things like that, I think it's almost bordering humorous, the fact that I probably get them the most. Um, I've gotten allegations everywhere from being a drug addict to uh, sexually exploiting my three-year-old daughter um, to apparently frauding a dead boy to being a complete fraud myself. Apparently my merch is uh, all fake too, but uh... (laughs) as you can see, that's not true. For those that cannot see me right now, I'm wearing a dope no dick t-shirt. It's awesome. I'm wearing 2XL because I like really, really baggy shit. Um, but anyways, shameless plug, check out my merch, RomaArmy.com. Um, false allegations though is something that is not new to me. It's something that I've been experiencing probably nonstop since the beginning of this movement. Um, I mean, I will never forget when the hate was so much that I just needed to take a weekend. I, I just needed a weekend to myself. And it was all over TikTok Monday morning that apparently I had an abortion um, because I took Friday to Sunday off. So people just kind of say whatever they want, whenever they want about me. Um, You know, you've got hashtags all over TikTok. Hashtag cancel Roma army. Hashtag Roma Taz. Hashtag take down Roma. You know, you have like these like (laughs) like fucking vigilante people. Um, You know, there is petitions uh, to deep flat, deep flat for me deflat me can I be deflatted I don't know what that means sounds intriguing um there's petitions to be deplatformed the whole shebang this is all stuff that you can find googled um all of the false allegations are also in that petition so if you're curious I I really suggest that you go look at it um you know I think I think the reason why I've gotten so many false allegations to be honest um is because obviously I think I'm starting to make a difference. And, you know, I don't mean to sit here and be like, oh my God, I'm the best, I'm the biggest. Uh, yes, everybody hates me. No one wants to see me succeed. Um, but, you know, for real, I used to hear rappers um, in their music talk about when they blew up the people in their life that were rooting for them no longer wanted to see them successful, um, that people had changed. And I always kind of watched that and was like, uh-huh, sure, okay. Um, but it's, it's very real. People do not want to see you succeed. They don't. I I don't know why. I think people just like to live in misery, um, but they don't like to see you succeed. I blew up really, really fast, um, pretty much over a month, and it's just taken off over the last 11 months ever since. And I've noticed that Anytime we've made some sort of progress, anytime, you know, Roma Army has taken a milestone, I've gotten slapped with a new allegation. So, um, you know, whether it's me being abusive, whether it's me dating somebody that I've never even met or heard of before, people throw it all at me. And, And I think the intent is to try to make, you know, my followers, the Roma Army Warriors, um, to look at me and be like, oh. Well, I shouldn't follow her. She's a snake. This is all fake. 
ladies and gentlemen, don't you understand that, like, I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn over here, um, but, you know, I've progressed a lot over the last few months. Um, I think Chloe, like, six months ago, borderlined misogyny. She was biased. She didn't have uh, the criticism that she needed to really become the person that she is now. So um, I feel like these these false allegations are just, like, I've had so much growth that I feel like it's a way to try to distract people, to, to try to be like, don't, don't follow her. I don't mean to toot my own horn, um, but I think I do this very well. As I was trying to say, uh, you know, six months ago, I was a very different person. Now, um, I, I feel like I'm progressive. I feel like I've, uh, I've done better with my message. And I have grown a heck of a lot, which is something that I feel like I haven't really gotten the chance to show. Um, people have a certain perspective of me. They have a certain idea. And, you know, despite how I was months ago, where I am now, like right now, um, I feel like I'm very progressive. I feel like I do a very good job of not being biased. Um, I'm going to show you guys through my content of me, you know, I'm going to try to give women's perspectives, try to really open up the conversations to equality. So to the women that are like looking at me, especially the ones in my city that just hate me just because like they grew up with me and I used to be this little asshole. Um, you know, do you, would you rather men, cause men want to be advocated for. So would you rather them follow a men's rights movement that is like, you know, how I was freaking six months ago, but has no intention of changing, you know, is very blaming of women, um, kind of gives off the idea, you know, men can't do anything wrong. Women are really the shady ones. Like, I don't really know if that's something that you would prefer, but, um, I think that I do a pretty good job and I would much rather them be here in this movement um, where we can practice equality and really talk about issues rather than going somewhere else to somebody who's just misogynistic and just absolutely hates women. Um, so trying to destroy that with false allegations is just humorous because I feel like I do a pretty good job. So I mean the alternative is some of these other people that we've got running around that are giving men's rights advocates a really shitty name. But here's the thing. A lot of the women that are giving me false allegations that are doing this, this, and this, it, it, it's not like they would prefer somebody else advocate for men. Uh, they just don't want it to be me. Or anybody. Anybody. I think that there is a lot of um, jaded people in this world um, that just have certain perspectives, maybe people that knew me back in the day that think I'm still a certain way, which I'm very much not. I mean, come on, people. Do you Are you the same person you were when you were 13? Because uh, I'm not the same person I was six months ago. So trying to, like, assume or sit there and be like, yes, she's still the same person she was when she was 15 is absolutely ridiculous, and you get no dick with a capital fucking D for ridic. Ridiculous. Capital dick. Um... I'm not this shitty, uh, I wasn't even a shitty teenager, to be honest. I was just kind of aggressive, to say the least. Um, I'm not the same person that I was. So, you know, these people coming at me with, with all of these different things, you know, Chloe's a bully, Chloe's this, 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 and this. 
girl, you don't even know me anymore. You don't even know me. You're trying to tear down my reputation and you don't even know me anymore. Damn, that's like meeting an uncle like fucking 40 years ago and then, then you see him 40 years later and you're like, yo, you still wearing that pair of underwear? Like what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, false allegations have been a huge, a huge obstacle for me to try to jump over. Um, a lot of them I've never even addressed because I don't feel like I should have to, especially when they're absolutely whack. Um, like, apparently I feed meth to my three-year-old. Obviously, that's not true. Um, so anyways, that but that has been like the biggest obstacle for me to get over is false allegations. And, you know, they're coming from these like big personalities too, these big TikTokers, these big content creators that are actively telling their followers, you know, Chloe's a shit person. She's this, this, this. Don't follow Roma. Um, and it's been difficult because especially on platforms like TikTok where I'm trying to keep the focus on equality, you know, these creators are trying to create this, you know, back and forth war with other creators. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do to me specifically um, to distract away from my message because I feel like they think, you know, every time they send their fans after me and, you know, my fans get distracted that all of a sudden that's just going to pull away from my message and I'm not going to want to be a men's rights advocate anymore. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, but having big personalities, big content creators, trying to send their following after my following has been exhausting because then they are the ones that play the victim if like somebody that follows the Roma army goes over and is like hey what the fuck is this and then they come to me and they're like oh my god Roma everybody's a bully so you know to anybody watching this or listening to this if you see hate about me online Please, for the love of God, do not try to clap back at them. Don't try to, you know, put them down, hate on them, because all you're doing is just making it harder for me. It's really important for me to have, like, a certain image for this movement, and it really is meaning to be based around equality, acceptance, and peace. We're not really going to shit on everybody, break down, talk down to everybody who has... Um, you know who has had something to say about me we're just we're just not gonna do that we're gonna be better than them okay um you know apart from having people talk ridiculous with a capital dick amount of shit about me um censorship censorship has been one of the biggest obstacles that i think i've had to face during this movement ladies and gentlemen Society doesn't want to hear about men's problems. And I don't want to be the one to tell you that. Um, but I'm the one that, uh, I mean, you guys deal with it every single day because you guys are, you know, you are the men. However, um, I stand here speaking for men's issues and, oh my God, people get mad. My videos get reported. They get removed. They get... Um, you know, they get blasted. I get torn away from, from entire platforms because I speak about men's issues. I don't know why people feel that, like, if you're a man and you have problems, that it's just suddenly not, like, like not a thing. Like, you must not have problems. 
Um, I don't really understand this perception that like, okay, like men of color or indigenous, uh, like they have problems. Um, but if you're a white man, no, you don't. Um, there just seems to be this like heavily fucked up misconception. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I've been permanently banned from the Facebook platform. Not allowed to be back. No haters. That was not because of your fucking petition that got like 200 signatures. Please don't flatter yourself. I speak on issues, like I said, that apparently society doesn't want to hear about. Society doesn't want to hear about false rape allegations. And I mean, I kind of understand because like only one to three percent of actual rapists get put behind bars. So like how can we ethically sit here and try to attack the false allegations problem without attacking the actual rapist problem the who aren't going to jail you know what i mean i i, I can like semi um understand that but you know i talk about things like like sexual assault um against males i, I talk about it all and facebook decided that they did not give a fuck um that they were going to remove me the 350,000 people that followed my page did no longer need to hear my message, um, which is great. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you. Um, I don't really know what the issue is. I don't know why I'm censored so much. I've lost six TikTok accounts. I had my Instagram. I mean, that was hacked. Someone hacked my Instagram and deleted it. But being banned at 23 from Facebook, like an entire Facebook platform, is is a little bit mind-blowing. I mean, I'm 23 years old. You're telling me I could never, I can never poke anybody on Facebook again? I can't try Facebook dating? I just dropped my phone. Should have thrown it. That's how I feel about it. I have lost, um, I've lost many accounts. I've lost six TikTok accounts. Um, and it's not because I've done these radical things, which is so frustrating. It's simply because I speak on men's issues. It's because I say things like, Men have feelings. Um, young boys are at risk of sexual exploitation. Um, guys do get false rape allegations. It's possible. It happens. Um, but because I say those things and because I don't buy into this billion dollar idea that women are the only ones that are oppressed, um, I get censored all the time. My videos get shadow banned. Uh, for those that don't know what that means, that means like I'll make a really good video speaking some facts on men. And when it's supposed to get like maybe 100,000 views, it'll maybe get like 5,000 views. So um, a pretty big roadblock for me has also been my work ethic. Um, I have a very strong work ethic. I work really hard. Uh, I'm a workaholic and an insomniac. So, I mean, it helps the workaholicness. But my brain hates me. And, uh, yeah, I don't sleep. My work ethic is admirable if I can say so myself. I work really, really hard. I pay attention to details, um, but unfortunately, you know, I overworked myself. This movement has taken a lot of work to get where it is now. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes just go online, they just see a video um, and, you know, they're like, oh, it's, this, is, this is just all that there is to it. Um, but you know, I stay up probably until like four, sometimes six in the morning, um, writing, writing, uh, skits, writing no dicks, 
uh, doing research into certain situations that I'm going to be talking about. Um, I work really, really hard. And I've worked myself to the point of, like, almost suicide. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it is okay and it is important to have a strong work ethic. There's nothing wrong with wanting to work hard, with working your ass off, trying to get exactly like what it is that you're trying to accomplish. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you start neglecting your own personal needs, your own self-care, you start neglecting yourself, uh, your work takes a hit, your personal life takes a hit, and your mental health takes a hit. And uh, that's something that I've learned more than once throughout this movement is just figuring out when to take time for myself and not be so balls to the wall all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, Keeping my daughter out of the limelight has been a challenge on its own. So many people have conceptions about who I am as a mother. Um, I think a lot of people just look at my tattoos. They look at the way that I was raised. Um, and they're just assume that I must be some abusive, horrible mother. <sighs> oh my God. I am so sorry. I don't know where that yawn came from. So sorry. Uh, people, people just assume that I'm a shitty mom sometimes. Uh, I made a joke one time being like, if my daughter in 10 years calls me into the room just to twerk, to make me feel awkward and put it on camera just to put it on the platform, I was like, I'll, I'll beat her ass. And um, apparently that's jokes we're not allowed to make anymore because it is all over the internet that I am a child abuser. So that's beautiful. Apparently we can't make jokes anymore. Gotcha. Um, people have so many conceptions about just me as a parent. Uh, you know, the father of my kid isn't around, so people have their own ideas about what that's about. Um, it's just really important for me to keep my daughter off of social media. People are pretty relentless. They're pretty ruthless. And I feel like as soon as people know that that's your weakness, that's what they go to attack. So I don't really have a whole lot of pictures of her. Like she's on my Instagram, I think maybe a little bit on my TikTok. My daughter really wants to start a YouTube channel, uh, cause she watches me YouTube all the time. And, uh, I don't know how to have the heart to be like, hell no. Um, I'm just kidding. I did have the heart. It's really difficult to be a controversial person and be a parent. And I, I feel like people might just listen to that and be like, what the fuck does that even mean? But people love to use the fact that you're a parent to try to instill some sort of anxiety, some sort of fear that, you know, the things that you're saying and doing, even though they're really not bad, are you're just this, like, abusive, horrible parent. Um, it's really difficult to try to teach people that, like, who I am as a mother is separate from who I am on camera. And who I am on camera, I mean, really isn't that different <laughs> from how I am in real life. Um, but my mother, sorry, being a mother is something that is that is really separate. Um, and I try to protect that as much as I can, just because I swear a lot and I'm rambunctious doesn't mean that I'm like that around my kid. And I wish people would understand that and try to depict that a little bit better. Um, 
One really exciting thing for me for this movement, though, has been getting recognized in public. Um, I've had a lot of great experiences. I've got to meet so many fans in my city alone. Uh, I live in Calgary, Alberta, for those that don't know where I live. Um, so you might see me trolling around someday. But it's it's been amazing getting to meet my fans, getting to meet... Um, you know, their wives, their husbands, their kids, uh, getting to hear their stories, getting to give them a hug, getting to hear how what I've done or what I've said has impacted them in a positive way. It means, like, it means a whole lot to me. I did, however, I did, however, get chased around Walmart by a lady screaming at me, saying I should be ashamed of myself for giving men too much male privilege. Well, to that Karen, I don't know if you're a Karen, a Becky, or a hybrid, uh, but to that Karen, we're going to call you, men already have privilege. Females have privilege. Privilege is something that we're born into. Um, So saying that I'm giving men too much male privilege doesn't make any fucking sense because they've got male privilege already. Um, I would also like to remind you that male privilege doesn't mean that they're going to have, like, no challenges, no difficulties, that they are never going to face oppression. Telling men that you understand that they're not the tin men from the yellow brick road, Dorothy, whatever that movie is called, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz. Um, They're not the tin men from the Wizard of Oz. And telling them that is not giving them too much privilege. It is not going to make them sit there and be like, oh my God, you're right. I'm going to go start oppressing everybody. No, they're not thinking like that. Women, the feminazis are, are kind of thinking like that right now. Oh, there's acknowledgement that we have hardships, that we're oppressed, that things are different, that we struggle. Well, blame it all on the men. You know what I mean? That's just not, it's not logical. It doesn't make sense. It's not it's not feasible. It's not maintainable. Um, it just doesn't freaking make any sense. I'm not giving men privilege by helping them understand that they are understood. By helping them reiterate how to be understood. By me teaching other people maybe how to understand men. That is not giving somebody too much privilege. That is like the exact same thing as these radical men that are saying women are in office now. Women are doing what? I can't rape my wife? Excuse me. That is giving them too much privilege. Like, do you do you not see the correlation? There's radical garbage on both sides. But um, making people heard, having their voices be heard is not... I'm sorry to break it to you. That's that's not that's not giving people privilege. It's it's making them feel heard. Now we're going to be moving on to some fan questions. I asked through my Instagram if you guys had any questions you wanted to ask me. I picked my favorite ones. Let's read them out. Let's answer them. Still mad. The A is with an X from Instagram says, "How do you deal with all the hate you get daily?" lots of booze and I cry myself. I'm just kidding. Um, how do I deal with it? Honestly, I keep, 
solid people in my life. My my manager reminds me uh, every day. My best friend reminds me every day. Uh, my boyfriend reminds me every day that I am uh, a good person, that I am a strong person. And, you know, people, people can hate all they want, but every time that I open a conversation, every time I make people, you know, uh, mad sometimes, it's opening it's opening the doors for a conversation. I deal with my hate by knowing that I'm making a difference, that somebody out there, life is being changed, that they're hearing what I have to say, they're relating to it. That's how I get through it, is just knowing not only who I am, but like what my goal is, where I want to go with this. And that really keeps me level-headed. Prince FLJ. SS says, why does society feel like men can't be abused? That is a very good question. That is a very good question, Prince. Um, Let me tell you why. Because women are not being raised with that acknowledgement. Um, It was not that long ago, like I said, I think it was like 50 years ago, 60 years ago, that it was still legal to rape your wife. Women have historically, and still to this day, face the greatest form of oppression, the greatest example of oppression. We are raised with a victimization mindset. Um, Maybe that was just me, but I was raised to believe that because I was a woman, automatically I was going to be perceived as weaker, that um, automatically I would have to fight 10 times harder just to have my voice heard. Things like don't go walking out late after dark. Um, Just things like that. Young girls are taught that they're victims. Like right from a young age. Before anything has even happened to us yet. Society pushes this narrative that if you are the one who is mostly oppressed. That the person who oppressed you um, somehow can not be oppressed. It's this idea that you can't be racist towards white people. Um, it it just doesn't make any freaking sense. It goes both ways. But the reason why women believe this is because this is what society is feeding them. Society is teaching women that men don't have any problems, that they don't deal with insecurities, that they can't be abused. Um, we show, we depict in the movies all the time. It's always the violent scenes where the guy's beating on the girl. But when the girl's beating on the guy, that's always the comedic scenes. Those are always in the comedies. You know what I'm saying? There's a narrative that society pushes um, that's dangerous. But that's where we're at. And that's why people like me are here to try to change that. Dean Dre Sanders says... How did you feel once you blew up? Um, I blew up really, really quick. Within like a month, pretty much overnight. I went from having like negative $60 in my bank account to being able to support myself and thrive. At the time that I blew up, I was in a really weird like shift in my life. I was going to school, um, but the funding that was helping me pay my rent was being taken away due to the new asshole in the Canadian office um, who decided to take that away from us in Alberta. 
Um, that was very lovely. So I almost ended up like even broker than welfare. Um, I was a single mother, really, really struggling. Every penny I had pretty much went to my kid. Um, after I blew up, like my whole, my whole life changed. Everything changed all at once. I had the money to support myself. I was able to get a new place. I was able to buy myself new clothes um, because I hadn't been able to since, like, my daughter had been born. I felt like God had, like, just gifted me this life, had gifted me the opportunity to do my dream job. This is my dream job. I've always wanted to work in public service. Next question comes from enter underscore name 2057 says, how do you deal with hate from toxic females? That is very simple. Sometimes I've come off as an asshole. Uh, in the past, I've said some jaded things that weren't appropriate, that were biased. So for that, I can like semi-understand why there would be some women that are apprehensive towards me, that don't like me, and that don't want to fuck with me. Um, I also understand that everybody is entitled to their own feelings, and people's feelings are typically based off of experiences. So if I have a run-in with a female who is like very obviously against what I do, very angry about it, and she tells me about, oh my god, I cannot stop yawning, guys, sorry, and she tells me about some traumatic shit that happened to her, I'm going to be able to sit back and be like, okay, I can understand why you're feeling this way. It's wrong, but I understand. So for a lot of, you know, those females that are pushing these really radical beliefs, often I can't help but just kind of wonder, what is it that you went through? What have you been through that has given you this perspective, that has put you in the position that you are now? And I think that that's really important um, as a men's rights advocate to do. And I think it's really important um, for men in the community to do for the women as well as to try to sit back and understand. Last question, and this is my favorite. It comes from Jake Lessy. I hope I said your name right. Jake underscore L-E-C-Y. Is toxic masculinity as big of an issue as the media makes it seem? Yes. Um, for different reasons. I think toxic masculinity, number one, I think it's really important to look at to what we feel that is. Toxic masculinity is in my opinion, it's behaviors that men exude um, toxic, that are toxic, but it's due to the pressures that society has pushed on them. It's due to the expectations and uh, the pressure that was placed on them. Toxic masculinity isn't just about thinking that you're a man, so your voice is like the most important. Toxic masculinity can also be, you know, how you how you treat your friends. Um, you know, it's often described as guys who are overly macho and overly compensate for the fact that like they are emotional inside and that's okay, but they don't want to be emotional because that wasn't taught well of them. So they do things. Um, you know, that are aggressive, that are toxic, that are very macho men, mm -mm -mm. you know, because that's the way that they feel like 
it needs to be. That's very damaging towards men, towards women, and towards society. Toxic masculinity is also, you know, your buddy that's going to try to, like, flex on your girlfriend, try to tell your girlfriend that his dick game's better. Like, you know you've had some fucking asshole named Chad do that to you. Like, you know that. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what to say. Toxic masculinity affects everybody. And... But it mostly affects men because it affects the way that they are thinking, that they are um, pushing their ideologies, and the way that they're feeling. Toxic masculinity, I feel, is often always a shield for human being emotions that are going on underneath that that individual has just never been told that he was allowed to have. I think that toxic masculinity is a problem, um, but I think that it's also projected by young men who call each other simps. Um, it's projected by men who will put down other men because, you know, buddy's job isn't as good as yours. That's that's toxic masculinity. Um, I think it is a problem, but I think that it's not as big as the media makes it seem. Like, you know, these toxic males are ruining the world um, with those specific, you know, regiments that they're doing. But, however... Um, I do feel like it's a big deal. I, I do feel like there's damage that is being done. I do feel like toxic masculinity is driving away any sort of support we could have from feminists, just like toxic radical feminism is driving away any support that the men are going to have for them. Um, just keep in mind, just remember that like you can show your emotions however you want to show your emotions. You don't need to put on a mask um, and risk becoming toxic just because you're nervous that um, you're not acting, fitting in, or being the way that society told you. So I'm going to do my job to make sure that you don't feel like there's a certain perception that you have to be. Um, with that being said, thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for today. Make sure that you hit up my social media. I've got Instagram. I've got Twitter. I got TikTok. I got YouTube. I did have Facebook, but I got banned from it. Um, I've got Patreon. You can find me on all of my socials. Also, do not forget to hit up RomaArmy.com or NoDick.com. Dick is with a Q and not a C to get your merch.